The following report is from Dr. Anna Maria Mielcia's recent article entitled, Hydrogel Platform Enables Versatile Data Encryption and Decryption. The building blocks of hydrogels are being found in the COVID vaccine, and hydrogels are being found in the blood of both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. They are the so-called blood clots that are being found around the world. And these hydrogels can now be programmed, encrypted, and decrypted. According to Mielcia, they are the substrate of the brain-computer interface and the primary method of fusing humans with machines, as she described by referencing MIT research in the article, Hydrogel Interfaces for Merging Humans and the Machines. Elements which Mielcia and Clifford Carnicom found with near-infrared spectroscopy in the blood of the unvaccinated exposed to shedding and environmental contamination include hydrogel plastics such as polyenes, vinyl, nylon, Kevlar, and spider silk proteins, as well as other nanotechnology signatures such as silicone and sulfur. This technology hijacks methyl groups, which are needed to detoxify and create glutathione in the body. Hydrogels used for the encrypted programmable technology include polyvinyl alcohol and polycaprolactone. Both of these hydrogels are listed as stealth nanoparticles in the Moderna patent for lipid nanoparticle composition. This suggests that not only those who received the shot have this hydrogel encryption technology in their bodies, but also those who have experienced shedding and environmental contamination, which is just about everyone. These hydrogels are known to be programmable and encrypted. This technology can behave as brain storage. It can store memories and visual information in an individual's brain. And it can be chemically induced to be securely encrypted and decrypted, allowing for the secure recording and storage of confidential visual information. This provides a platform for secure financial transactions, which is a requirement for a digital ID. MIT researchers have discussed how this very same technology can be used to fuse humans with machines. And while they've had problems working it out in the past, a recent paper has announced they found success using the very same elements found in both the blood of the vaccinated and unvaccinated by Mielcia and Carnicom. In a lecture by Professor Sakharat Kizroev at the University of Miami, it is discussed how advanced materials can be used for interfacing machines and the human brain. He references a research project funded by DARPA, wherein magnetic nanoparticles are key to this technology. Mielcia has published research that shows how the COVID shots alter torsion fields in the body and produce magnetism. A review by the RAND Corporation, Brain Computer Interfaces, U.S. Military Applications and Implications, discussed the convergence of human with machine. In an interview with Big Pharma whistleblower Karen Kingston, Kingston discusses this self-assembly nanotechnology and how the spike protein is an engineered device triggered by electromagnetic frequency and how the quantum dots are gene editing technology. This nanotechnology appears to be distributed via chemtrails, the food and water supply, medications, and in all of the scheduled vaccines for children. It has been found by multiple scientists in the blood of both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And the fact that this widespread technology is being ignored while the topic of mRNA is being pushed into the mainstream is of great concern. 
Mielcia has shown that the new protocol is being sold to the public as a way of reversing the negative effect of the COVID shots have no effect on these hydrogels. And it would seem that well over a billion people are infected with them. While many are talking about an archaic implanted computer chip, it seems that the latest breakthrough technology has already been deployed without anyone's consent. The situation almost seems hopeless, but where there is a will, there is a way. And now is not the time to hide our head in the sand. The human body is miraculous, and our potential is endless. The more people addressing this dire situation, the better chances we have of finding a remedy. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. It's Monday, February 19th in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. My name is Harrison Smith, your host. Thanks so much for joining us. We do have a lot to talk about today. Videos to show you, of course. We'll probably open up spaces and or phone calls a little bit later. Not sure which one we'll uh, exactly do here. But like I said, we have a we have a lot to get into, and a lot of uh, we'll be covering the news, the, the the headlines as we always do. But there's a couple other topics I want to get into, not as immediate or pressing, but more historical. And we'll get into some of those here in just a little bit. Let's just get right into it, shall we? Here it is, your daily dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your daily dispatch for Monday, February 19th, 2024, President's Day. Happy President's Day, everyone. Here's our first story. Trans women's milk as good as breast milk says the demonic spirit occupying the DNHS trust. An NHS trust has said breast milk produced by trans women who were assigned male at birth is as good for babies as that produced by a mother who has given birth. In a letter to campaigners, the University of Sussex Hospital NHS Trust said that the milk produced by trans women after taking a combination of drugs is comparable to that produced by the uh, following the birth of a baby. It's comparable. Well, if you've ever looked at a 
ingredients list on baby formula, this might not come as a surprise to you. They seem to think that babies just love eating horrible crap. Completely insane. The Hospital Trust, which runs Royal Sussex County Hospital, Worthing Hospital, and Royal Alexandra's Children's Hospital, among others, was also the first in Britain to use the term chest feeding in place of breastfeeding because it's considered by some to be more satanic. I'm sorry, inclusive, to be more inclusive. The trust created what it's called Britain's first clinical and language guidelines supporting trans and non-binary birthing people. So there's that. There's that. It really is the modern incarnation of 2 plus 2 equals 5. You have men breastfeeding babies. So go ahead and check that off the um, dystopian revelations end of the world checklist. Yeah, we'll get into that again in just a little bit. Meanwhile, and consider this following the report we just showed from Greg Reese explaining just a few of the horrific side effects from the mRNA shots. Opposition to mRNA injections is now considered a crime in France. The French government just passed a law to fine and imprison people for refusing to get injected with the mRNA vaccines. All opposition to mRNA LMP, that's liquid nanoparticle injections in France, is now considered a sectarian aberration. Violations carry with them a 45,000 euro fine and three years imprisonment. Quote, it will not tolerate any criticism of the therapeutic treatments which will be recommended or made obligatory by the state, tweeted Dr. Kat Lindley. Any person who dares to openly criticize these therapies will be liable for fines and imprisonment. Just taking it to a, a whole new level. And we can get, I mean... Yeah, uh, okay, great, great. So the vaccines don't work. The more of them that you get, the more likely you are to get the disease. They also can kill you, causing myocarditis and turbo cancer and any other number of deadly interactions with the human body. But criticize it and you could be sent to jail for three years. What is happening anymore? The theme of today, just like the theme of every day here on InfoWars, is total and complete inversion. Not just people being wrong, but people believing the literal opposite of what is true in every possible aspect of human society. It is beyond baffling. But we'll continue. Trucking company cancels shipment to New York on uh, New York City on Monday as Patty McMurray reported on Saturday, truckers bravely exposed some of the worst COVID shutdowns in the world when they parked their trucks in Ottawa to protest the iron fist approach used against citizens by the Justin Trudeau regime. Truckers in the U.S. showed solidarity for their Canadian neighbors and helped block shipping between U.S. and Canada in Detroit, Michigan. Governor Gretchen Whitmer at the time who was being considered for Joe Biden's VP, quickly threatened arrest for truckers who dared block the Ambassador Bridge. While American truckers now reportedly threatening to stop deliveries into New York City over the grotesque $350 million judgment against President Trump and his son, Don Jr. and Eric, by partisan hack judge Ingeron on Friday. Aside from the first responders, is there any profession in the United States that proudly, proudly wears patriotism on its sleeves like the American trucker? I, of course, as you may predict, am completely in favor of this, should absolutely be the case. See, 
it's just one of the it's one of these things about the modern day. We talk about it every day here on Infowars, the way that leftists get positions of power and then to them there's no obligations that come along with that. There's no sacred duty to uphold the law regardless of their personal feelings. If they get into a position of power, to them, they now have the right to manipulate and use and abuse that power to achieve whatever personal, political, ethnic ends that they want to achieve. So if you make them a judge, they don't sit there thinking, I am, I am now an impartial manifestation of the state who has a higher sacred duty honor bound to come to the right conclusion regardless of my personal feelings no they think i have the robes now i get to decide what happens and i'm going to punish my enemies i'm in this position now and a lot of it has to do with the false projection of the big bad conservative conservative boogeyman where they're enveloped in this atmosphere of lies that says that like white christian men always abuse their power and take advantage of people uh, utter nonsense but because they truly sincerely believe that they think i'm just doing what they do now it's my turn i'm in charge now so now i'll use it to benefit me and my people just like they used it to benefit theirs and so whatever position they have they see it as a Blank check, carte blanche, just full permission to use whatever power they've acquired to achieve whatever ends they want. And we're stuck in this in this difficult situation where I, I really want to live in a country where that's not the case, where people appointed to positions of power or people holding power over other people wield it with objectivity and honor but if only one side is playing by those rules it's a losing strategy to take so again we're sort of stuck in this uh in this limbo where it's like i don't want to live in a world where people just use whatever power they have to achieve their ends but i do i do live in that world and we see it on display daily here And so then maybe, you know, you think, well, okay, fine. If that's the way it's going to be, that's the way it's going to be. The thing is they might have academic professorships. They might have positions on benches of judge uh, councils. I mean, I mean, they might have these sort of intellectual concepts or intellectual positions that they occupy, but largely conservatives are responsible for the production of food. So if that's the power we occupy, well, that's a lot more convincing, I think. That's a lot more power in the hands of the people who are responsible for you able. The following report is from Dr. Anna Maria Mielcia's recent article entitled Hydrogel Platform Enables Versatile Data Encryption and Decryption. The building blocks of hydrogels are being found in the COVID vaccine, and hydrogels are being found in the blood of both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. They are the so-called blood clots that are being found around the world, and these hydrogels can now be programmed, encrypted, and decrypted. 
According to Mielcia, they are the substrate of the brain-computer interface and the primary method of fusing humans with machines, as she described by referencing MIT research in the article Hydrogel Interfaces for Merging Humans and Machines. Elements which Mielcia and Clifford Carnicom found with near-infrared spectroscopy in the blood of the unvaccinated exposed to shedding and environmental contamination include hydrogel plastics such as polynes, vinyl, nylon, Kevlar, and spider silk proteins, as well as other nanotechnology signatures such as silicone and sulfur. This technology hijacks methyl groups, which are needed to detoxify and create glutathione in the body. Hydrogels used for the encrypted programmable technology include polyvinyl alcohol and polycaprolactone. Both of these hydrogels are listed as stealth nanoparticles in the Moderna patent for lipid nanoparticle composition. This suggests that not only those who received the shot have this hydrogel encryption technology in their bodies, but also those who have experienced shedding and environmental contamination, which is just about everyone. These hydrogels are known to be programmable and encrypted. This technology can behave as brain storage. It can store memories and visual information in an individual's brain. And it can be chemically induced to be securely encrypted and decrypted, allowing for the secure recording and storage of confidential visual information. This provides a platform for secure financial transactions, which is a requirement for a digital ID. MIT researchers have discussed how this very same technology can be used to fuse humans with machines. And while they've had problems working it out in the past, a recent paper has announced they found success using the very same elements found in both the blood of the vaccinated and unvaccinated by Mielcia and Carnicom. In a lecture by Professor Sakrat Kizroev at the University of Miami, it is discussed how advanced materials can be used for interfacing machines and the human brain. He references a research project funded by DARPA, wherein magnetic nanoparticles are key to this technology. Mielcia has published research that shows how the COVID shots alter torsion fields in the body and produce magnetism. A review by the RAND Corporation, Brain Computer Interfaces, U.S. Military Applications and Implications, discussed the convergence of human with machine. In an interview with Big Pharma whistleblower Karen Kingston, Kingston discusses this self-assembly nanotechnology and how the spike protein is an engineered device triggered by electromagnetic frequency and how the quantum dots are gene editing technology. This nanotechnology appears to be distributed via chemtrails, the food and water supply, medications, and in all of the scheduled vaccines for children. It has been found by multiple scientists in the blood of both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And the fact that this widespread technology is being ignored while the topic of mRNA is being pushed into the mainstream is of great concern. Mielcia has shown that the new protocols being sold to the public as a way of reversing the negative effect of the COVID shots have no effect on these hydrogels. And it would seem that well over a billion people are infected with them. While many are talking about an archaic implanted computer chip, it seems that the latest breakthrough technology has already been deployed without anyone's consent. The situation almost seems hopeless, but where there is a will, there is a way. 
And now is not the time to hide our head in the sand. The human body is miraculous, and our potential is endless. The more people addressing this dire situation, the better chances we have of finding a remedy. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature. A remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. It's Monday, February 19th in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. My name is Harrison Smith, your host. Thanks so much for joining us. We do have a lot to talk about today. Lots of videos to show you, of course. We'll probably open up spaces and or phone calls a little bit later. Not sure which one we'll uh, exactly do here. Well, like I said, we have a we have a lot to get into and a lot of uh we'll be covering the news, the 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 headlines as we always do. But there's a couple other topics I want to get into not as immediate or pressing, but more historical. And we'll get into some of those here in just a little bit. Let's just get right into it, shall we? Here it is, your daily dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your daily dispatch for Monday, February 19th, 2024, President's Day. Happy President's Day, everyone. Here's our first story. Trans women's milk as good as breast milk, says the demonic spirit occupying the DNHS trust. An NHS trust has said breast milk produced by trans women who were assigned male at birth is as good for babies as that produced by a mother who has given birth. In a letter to campaigners, the University of Sussex Hospital NHS Trust said that the milk produced by trans women after taking a combination of drugs is comparable to that produced by the uh, following the birth of a baby. It's comparable. Well, if you've ever looked at a ingredients list on baby formula this might not come as a surprise to you they seem to think that babies just love eating horrible crap 
completely insane. The hospital trust, which runs Royal Sussex County Hospital, Worthing Hospital, and Royal Alexandra's Children's Hospital, among others, was also the first in Britain to use the term chest feeding in place of breastfeeding because it's considered by some to be more satanic. I'm sorry, inclusive, to be more inclusive. The trust created what it's called Britain's first clinical and language guidelines supporting trans and non-binary birthing people. So there's that. There's that. It really is the modern incarnation of 2 plus 2 equals 5. You have men breastfeeding babies. So go ahead and check that off the um, dystopian revelations end of the world checklist. Yeah, we'll get into that again in just a little bit. Meanwhile, and consider this following the report we just showed from Greg Reese, Explaining just a few of the horrific side effects from the mRNA shots. Opposition to mRNA injections is now considered a crime in France. The French government just passed a law to fine and imprison people for refusing to get injected with the mRNA vaccines. All opposition to mRNA LMP, that's liquid nanoparticle injections in France, is now considered a sectarian aberration. Violations carry with them a 45,000 euro fine and three years imprisonment. Quote, it will not tolerate any criticism of the therapeutic treatments which will be recommended or made obligatory by the state, tweeted Dr. Kat Lindley. Any person who dares to openly criticize these therapies will be liable for fines and imprisonment. Just taking it to a, a whole new level. And we can get, I mean... Yeah, uh, okay, great, great. So the vaccines don't work. The more of them that you get, the more likely you are to get the disease. They also can kill you, causing myocarditis and turbo cancer and any other number of deadly interactions with the human body. But criticize it and you could be sent to jail for three years. What is happening anymore? The theme of today, just like the theme of every day here on InfoWars, is total and complete inversion. Not just people being wrong, but people believing the literal opposite of what is true in every possible aspect of human society. It is beyond baffling, but we'll continue. Trucking company cancels shipment to New York on uh, New York City on Monday as Patty McMurray reported on Saturday, truckers bravely exposed some of the worst COVID shutdowns in the world when they parked their trucks in Ottawa to protest the iron fist approach used against citizens by the Justin Trudeau regime. Truckers in the U.S. showed solidarity for their Canadian neighbors and helped block shipping between U.S. and Canada in Detroit, Michigan. Governor Gretchen Whitmer at the time who was being considered for Joe Biden's VP, quickly threatened arrest for truckers who dared block the Ambassador Bridge. Well, American truckers now reportedly threatening to stop deliveries into New York City over the grotesque $350 million judgment against President Trump and his son, Don Jr. and Eric, by partisan hack judge Ingeron on Friday. Aside from the first responders, is there any profession in the United States that proudly, proudly wears patriotism on its sleeves like the American trucker? I, of course, as you may predict, am completely in favor of this, should absolutely be the case. See, it's just one of the, it's one of these things about the modern day. We talk about it every day here on InfoWars, the way that leftists get positions of power 
And then to them, there's no obligations that come along with that. There's no sacred duty to uphold the law regardless of their personal feelings. If they get into a position of power, to them, they now have the right to manipulate and use and abuse that power to achieve whatever personal, political, ethnic ends that they want to achieve. So if you make them a judge, they don't sit there thinking, I am, I am now an impartial manifestation of the state who has a higher sacred duty, honor bound to come to the right conclusion regardless of my personal feelings. No, they think I have the robes now. I get to decide what happens and I'm going to punish my enemies. I'm in this position now. And a lot of it has to do with the false projection of the big bad conservative conservative boogeyman where they're enveloped in this atmosphere of lies that says that like white Christian men always abuse their power and take advantage of people, uh, utter nonsense. But because they truly, sincerely believe that, they think I'm just doing what they do. Now it's my turn. I'm in charge now. So now I'll use it to benefit me and my people just like they used it to benefit theirs. So whatever position they have, they see it as a blank check, carte blanche, just full permission to use whatever power they've acquired to achieve whatever ends they want. And we're stuck in this in this difficult situation where I, I really want to live in a country where that's not the case, where people visit, appointed to positions of power or people holding power over other people wield it with uh, objectivity and honor. But if only one side is playing by those rules, it's a losing strategy to take. So again, we're sort of stuck in this, uh, in this limbo where it's like, I don't want to live in a world where people just use whatever power they have to achieve their ends. But I do, I do live in that world and we see it on display daily here And so then maybe, you know, you think, well, okay, fine. If that's the way it's going to be, that's the way it's going to be. The thing is they might have academic professorships. They might have positions on benches of judge uh, councils. I mean, I mean, they might have these sort of intellectual concepts or intellectual positions that they occupy, but largely conservatives are responsible for the production of food. So if that's the power we occupy, well, that's a lot more convincing, I think. That's a lot more power in the hands of the people who are responsible for you able to continue life. And maybe that should be wielded with the same sort of subjective, selfish intent that they wield their political power. Maybe it's time for the people that grow and produce the food that the cities rely on for their basic sustenance Maybe that power should be weaponized just like they weaponize their positions in the health authority, in the mainstream media, in the legal professions. Maybe if they think that we live in a dog-eat-dog world where whatever power you have can and should be wielded against your enemies, well, they rely on us for food, so – Again, what I would love is if they would consider this for a second, if they would just for a single second think, what if everybody acted like I act?
What if everybody treated their position in the way that I treat my position? And you can play that out. You can speculate on what that might look like and realize, oh, my God, we would all die if if the conservatives did that. Maybe we shouldn't do that because we don't want to start this feedback loop where we end up starving to death in our cities. But they don't think that way. I guess I don't know whether they don't project that far, whether they just think conservatives are cowards that will never actually use power to achieve anything. I don't know. I can't get in their minds. But I do know that truckers and farmers and the vast majority of people who make the country actually function on a day-to-day basis are pretty hardcore conservative. So maybe it's time that we get organized and start approaching this G, this this political conflict with the same aggressive mentality that the leftists seem to have. So, again, if they want to use their position as a judge to take down Donald Trump, even though their city is racked with crime and they're just blatantly political activists in their position, well, maybe we can be political activists in our position. Maybe the truck drivers and the farmers and the plumbers and the people that they rely on, maybe we can use our power in the same way that they use theirs. I think it's a good idea. I think we actually have the upper hand if we were to actually adopt the same dog-eat-dog, vicious, zero-sum game, power games that uh, the left seem to revel in. You get they only revel in it because they're the only ones doing it. They're the only ones that actually do this. And again, it's because they've deceived themselves into believing that they're actually standing up against some power structure that they've been convinced doesn't wield its authority with objectivity or or honor. But uh, that's a lie. That's just a lie. Everybody has human inclinations. Everybody falls short of perfection every once in a while. But there is still a remnant of people that believe that you should be making decisions on the basis of the law and the position that you're in being used as unobjectively as possible or as objectively and um, unobtrusively as possible. But those are all the conser- those are all conservative people that believe that. So we're in sort of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. I don't know if it's the best example, but I just always think back to a documentary I was watching about. I think it was like the Golden State Killer or something. And one of the victims, one of the women that was killed by this guy who was prowling around at night and going into unlocked doors, you know, going into unlocked houses and murdering people. Like the day before that she was murdered by somebody coming in her house, her granddaughter was like, Grammy, Grammy, you need to start locking your door. It's dangerous out there. There's this prowler. And the grandmother was like, I don't want to live in a world where we have to lock our doors. Right? She'd grown up her whole life in a world where locking your door was something you did when you went out of town, right? You didn't lock your door at night because you lived in a neighborhood with nice people and you didn't have to worry about a sexual deviant prowling into your house and killing you for fun. So, you know, we're stuck in this thing where it's like, I don't want to live in a world where it's like this. I don't want to live in a world where we lock our doors, where we have to weaponize our professions politically to get our way. But I also don't want to be killed in my sleep by the Golden State Killer. So you got to just do what you got to do. And it sucks because it's then like a feedback loop where when people are locking their doors, other people start locking their doors. People, you know, everybody's suspicious of one another. Everybody starts trying to defend themselves, which in some ways can be, you know, 
you think, well, I'll just do it to them before they can do it to me. It's it's a feedback loop of of distrust and mistrust and evil that I hate to participate in, but I'd rather participate in it and survive than try to pretend it's not happening and be destroyed. Meanwhile, moving on here, Trump's tough talk works. Germany vows to spend over 2% GDP in defense for decades to come, pressures European allies to do the same. From Gateway Pundit, first, the whole NATO apparatus and mainstream media landscape went into full meltdown mode with Donald Trump's suggestion that the U.S. would only help alliance countries that obey the minimum 2% GDP investment in defense. And then Europe's greatest power, Germany, immediately announced that it would be fulfilling the spending level. As you can read in Trump's Tough Talk Totally Works, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz now vows to meet NATO's agreed minimum in spending more than 2% of the GDP, GDP in uh, on defense. And of course, he, he did this in uh, while, while president as well. He did the same thing. It's where all those great pictures come from, where it's Donald Trump with his arms crossed, leaning back, and Angela Merkel and all the other Europeans like pointing at his face and looking down on him. Uh, this was what he was doing back then. He achieved, you know, somewhat of an agreement. But then when Biden got into office, they knew, okay, we don't have to actually fulfill our obligations anymore. The uh, American government will just make up the shortfall of the spending on NATO. Uh, so I guess he's done it again. He's done it again. All the outrage yesterday, yesterday, last week, all the outrage was about Donald Trump threatening to withdraw defense from our NATO partners. How dare he? Well, for one thing, if he was still in office there would be no need to worry about the armaments of the NATO partners because we wouldn't have a war in Europe. So that's the first thing. But secondly, all he's saying is that if you want us to protect you, you got to fulfill your end of the bargain. It's not that complicated. You agree, we signed an agreement, we provide defense, you pay for it. If we're providing defense and you're not paying for it, it's not our fault that the agreement comes to an end. You have to uphold your end. So Donald Trump getting NATO to actually fulfill its obligations, making the world a safer place for NATO, even though he's not even president, doing more for international global peace than the actual president of the United States, which is just one of the many reasons that he is, of course, being targeted, persecuted, destroyed by the legal system in pseudo-legal machinations that are designed for no other purpose than to destroy and distract him and prevent him from being a political force that would do things like cut off funding to wars overseas. And, of course, this is having all sorts of crazy consequences. Last Friday, the story came out. The decision was announced. Donald Trump would be fined $350 million dollars. For nothing, for literally nothing. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. No, it was, it was literally completely and utterly fabricated. I know a lot of Americans might have trouble believing this as they have some misplaced, misguided trust in our system, perhaps having grown up at a time when such trust was justified. They think, well, it went through the system. He had a fair trial. This was just the decision, and we have to accept it. We're saving democracy after all, and Trump's a criminal. And I just want to remind you that the Soviet Union also had show trials. Nazi Germany also had show trials. 
what happened to Alexei Navalny was entirely within the bounds of Russian law. So what does it matter? What does it matter? Is this a real decision actually motivated by a sincere desire by law enforcement in New York to get a grip on fraud that was taking place? Or was this utterly and completely fabricated out of whole cloth and utterly shameless and arbitrary decision to punish Donald Trump for his political position and popularity? The answer is obvious if you just look at the details of the case. And that's true for every one of the cases that we cover on this show, going all the way back to January 6th and, you know, the trials that take place there. If you have some mindless NPC level trust in the system, the American system right now, then you read headlines and make a a great deal of assumptions. So when you hear that Stuart Rhodes was thrown into prison for insurrect conspiracy to commit insurrection, you actually have trust in the system. You might think that an insurrection happened and you might think that Stuart Rhodes conspired with the people who attempted to pull it off. You might think that this was proven in court and that a completely unbiased jury and judge came to this conclusion on the basis of facts alone. And so when you come away with it, you think, okay, Stuart Rhodes tried to do an insurrection. He conspired with people to carry it out, and now he's facing the punishment for that, and everything's good and fine and normal, and you can proceed about your day. If you actually look into the details of the case and you read things like unspoken conspiracy, you see that the military maneuvers that are briefly mentioned in articles turn out to be a group of like four dudes walking through a crowd, each with their hand on the other's shoulder so they can make sure they stay together as a group, you realize that, no, none of this is valid. None of this makes any sense. None of this is legitimate application of law by the widest margin. I mean, not even close. So in case you're wondering what happened with uh, with old Donald Trump, Donald Trump took out a loan, as he'd been doing for 40 years at that point, to build a building or to purchase you know, buildings or, or real estate for his business. And in order to purchase it, he never used his own money. He's been open about this forever. He's like, basically, you're an idiot if you use your own money. You can just get investors. They use their money. You can get debt, which is the bank's money. So he was borrowing money to make a purchase to make money because he was a capitalist and a businessman. And he offered up other properties as collateral. If something were to go bad, if the bankrupt, if the venture were to go bankrupt, then, you know, the bank could confiscate his properties in order to uh, receive payment for their loan. He put up properties like Mar-a-Lago. He gave them the assessed value. The banks looked at the properties and looked at the assessed value agreed to them being the collateral for the loan, signed the loan with Trump, gave him the money. He spent the money to make more money, paid off the loans. And then years later, the New York authorities just arbitrarily decided that he had overvalued Mar-a-Lago, put an obscenely low assessment of their own about the price of Mar-a-Lago, and then said, because we think the 
value of Mar-a-Lago Largo is lower than you said it was in your application for the loan, you now have to pay $350 million and can't operate businesses in New York for three years. Does any of that sound legal? Any of that sound legitimate or good? I remind you, they said that Mar-a-Lago, with dozens of acres of land, like 58 bedrooms, 33 bathrooms, they valued it lower than another house in the neighborhood that would cost $20 million. That was five-bed, three-bath. So 10 times the number of bathrooms and bedrooms, but they actually valued it lower than that because it was all arbitrary and a political maneuver to carry out a show trial to wear a facade of legitimacy to trick idiot boomers. 29 years on air, all I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves, unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people. We don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good. And it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible. And I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. The InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water, this survival silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Beloidal silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself, and don't miss out on this limited time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today. Available right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. 
A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hand, you're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. said we have a lot of stuff to discuss today the continuing fallout of the decision against donald trump the utterly arbitrary and capricious actions of the american judicial system which are incredibly troubling if i'm being honest kind of kind of horrifying actually considering that this can happen to one of the Wealthiest, most important, most popular political activists in the entire country. How, how he's even surviving is, is hard to say, except that the more they attack him, the more people support him. If that wasn't the case, I mean, you can just imagine how easily they could utterly eviscerate anybody who attempts to stand up to them. That's why Trump's the last great hope, and if you're not supporting Trump, you are truly not operating in all dimensions. You're operating on two dimensions. That's just what's happening. And there's actually a story from The Hill about the New York governor trying to trying to say that this isn't that big of a deal. Don't don't worry about it, guys. It's actually fine. Uh, no need to, you know, flee our state or anything. We won't do it to you from the Hill. Hochul tells New York businesses not to fear about Trump's verdict. Quote, nothing to worry about. Now you got nothing to worry about. Just don't stand up to us. And sadly, that's the truth. And that's probably how a lot of the, you know, big the billionaires feel. They probably see what's happening to Trump and they think, well, that's what he gets for trying to stand up to the establishment. That's what he gets for stepping above his station, interrupting the deep state. New York Governor Kathy Hochul addressed New York business owner uh, addressed New York business owners in a new interview and told them there was nothing to worry about after former President Trump was hit with a three hundred fifty five million dollar fine and a ban on conducting business in New York for three years. Hochul joined gone uh, John something at the Cats Roundtable at WABC 770 AM where she was asked if other New York business people should be worried that, quote, 
They can do that to the former president. They can do that to anybody. She responds, quote, I think this is a really extraordinary, unusual circumstance that the law abiding and rule following New Yorkers who are business people have nothing to worry about because they're very different from Donald Trump and his behavior. Hochul responded, that's kind of uh, kind of get taking the mask off a little bit, isn't it? Oh, no, nobody else has to worry about this. They're not Donald Trump. See, we changed the law to apply to him and him alone. We exert our power against him and him alone. If you're not Donald Trump, in other words, if you're not trying to actually get involved in the political process to make a positive change, you'll be fine. You can commit fraud. And I mean, it's it's New York City. It's New York City. Wall Street's entire business model is fraud. Fraud in one level or another. I mean, the whole thing is fraudulent because it's all predicated on fiat money supply that doesn't exist. We should show the clip I played on uh, War Room last Friday. It's literally the New Zealand central bankers going, it's a great it's a great business we're in. Uh, we print the money and, and people act like it's real. But <laughs> uh, uh, So we, we take our fiduciary responsibility very seriously. But they literally, I mean, I'm not paraphrasing. That's, that's what these people, so the whole thing is fraudulent. The whole thing is a big illusion that they think you're a sucker for playing along with. That's just the first thing. But the entire business model of Wall Street is inventing new pseudo-legal ways to manipulate the market and basically trying to make as much money as possible before the regulators can catch up to what you're doing because it's all a fraudulent, invisible, imaginary casino that they're operating in. uh, They just get to make up things. And this is how everything when it comes to like all the stuff you hear if you turn on the financial news network where it's just like, buybacks and and hedge hedging and short selling and double buybacks and like all this stuff it's all like stuff that they're not and you can hear in their internal there's recordings and, and documents and everything where they're like yeah there's no law that says we can't do this so let's do it until they write the law that says we can't no one's ever done this before so they don't have regulations against it so it's not technically illegal so let's just do it until they write a law to stop us from doing it and it's a constant, you know, game of leapfrog where they're, they're constantly trying to stay one step ahead of the regulators by coming up with new, elaborate and seemingly legitimate sounding ways to uh, consolidate their wealth and steal all of our money. So that's just how the that's just how the business world works. That is Wall Street. So again, for the uh, governor of New York to be like, for all of you upstanding and law abiding businessmen nothing to worry about you know unless you run against us unless we happen to dislike you in which case you'll be destroyed and we know elon musk just moved tesla from or or i think it was tesla right from being incorporated in delaware to being incorporated in texas because a delaware judge decided that just on his own that Elon Musk shouldn't get a billion dollars that he was actually owed from the business that he started. And just like Donald Trump, Elon Musk is facing investigation and 
subversion from an entire network of authorities, FCC, the FAA, like anybody, again, anybody in a position of power that can move on Elon Musk was instructed to move on Elon Musk. And so he did. And so they did. And so he's leaving now. So anybody, and you know, it's almost ironic because if you wanted to actually solve major problems in America, whether it's illegal immigrants taking jobs or circumventing environmental controls that actually would keep people healthy, like the corporate interests that allow Chlormaquat, the gender-bending sterility uh, ingredient to be in our mass-manufactured oat products. We could stop any of these things by actually doing things like what they're doing to Donald Trump. Like if you actually have a company that's either bending the rules or bending the law or abusing the law or hiring illegal immigrants or putting the entire country at risk because of their irresponsible financial activities. You know, what we do now is we bail those people out with government money and they take billion dollar bonuses and jet off to Aruba for the afternoon. If instead the CEO of the company was hauled into court, fined hundreds of millions of dollars and banned from doing business for three years, we could get, we could get a lot of problems solved. It wouldn't just solve whatever problem that person was causing by throwing them in prison or not even prison, just banning them from doing business and humiliating them and you know, causing a lot of problems for them. Not only would it stop what they're doing, but every other CEO would go, oh, my God, that could happen to me. I better not commit more fraud. So in a way, when Kathy Hochul is like, no, you don't have anything to worry about. It's just Donald Trump that we're treating like this. In a way, she's she's kind of saying the opposite of what she should say. If this was a legitimate legal procedure where a CEO was committing fraud, she should be saying, if you commit fraud, you should be worried. Yeah, if you're a CEO out there in New York who's taking advantage of your position to do things you shouldn't be able to do and hurt people by taking money you don't deserve, then you should be worried. Because look at what we'll do to you. It doesn't matter how powerful you are. We'll bring you down. The fact that she's saying the opposite of that is just more proof that it's only Donald Trump they're going after. Which, again, it's just it's just annoying that they could do this against actual criminals but instead they tell those criminals don't worry about it you're not donald trump continue with business as usual hello americans i want to share with you a story a story about inflammation the silent menace that lurks within our bodies affecting our health and well-being inflammation the root cause of countless ailments quietly wreaking havoc over time Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. 
In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist. And people can't identify who's a patron and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% to of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super powerful extract using bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredients in turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system, so if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com and put your body at ease. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Oh, they're, they're at it again, folks. They're at it again, but America is slowly but surely waking up. And I find we're in a difficult position where, obviously... You're talking about all of society. There's a there's a weight to the movement. There's a there's a uh, what's the opposite of entropy, right? There's a momentum that you can't just slam on the brakes. When we're talking about trying to change the entire 
the entire trajectory of America or the Western world. It's like trying to stop or change course in a cruise ship. Can't exactly slam on the brakes, especially if you're not the ones who are controlling the ship. If people controlling the ship are purposefully driving towards a rocky shoal, we're in a little tugboat outside, that makes the job even more difficult. Again, you can't expect the brakes to slam on and the cruise ship just come to a screeching halt and do a 180 and start driving the other way. It's not going to happen like that. It's going to be a slow process. It's going to take a long time. It's going to be difficult to change the directory, the the direction that we're going, the trajectory that we're headed. But then you, like, do the calculations and you go, okay, if we don't move quickly, we're going to hit the, you know, if we're going to hit the shoals in five minutes, that's all the time that we have to change the cruise ship direction. So instead of being able to push it gently and take the time required to change the path of this massive object, well, if you take the time necessary to change that direction, you're going to hit the rock. So we're very close to the rocks. There's a cliff that we're headed towards beyond which there's very little hope of any real recovery, any real ability to survive what's going on. You may have total collapse and little pockets being created that could maybe start over and try to rebuild what we have now. But if we want to keep what we have now and actually progress into the future in a in a positive direction, we really don't have that long. So, again, we're in the sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't situation where if you if you try to change the direction of the cruise ship calmly with your little tugboat, just nudging it a little bit in order to correct the course, knowing that eventually you'll get back on track and you got to do it in a way that doesn't, you know, cause, cause alarm or, you know, the people who are driving the cruise ship towards the shoals to realize what you're doing. It's, uh, we don't have that long. We just don't have that long. So the shoals aren't that far away. So then it's like, okay, so in order to change the direction of the cruise ship before it hits the shoals, we got to like go in and take over the cruise ship. We got to just like do it now because we don't have much time. But then if you act that aggressively, then the people on the cruise ship will be like, they're your pirates and we have to stop you. So I don't know if that, if that illustration makes, makes too much sense, but in terms of our demographic and cultural and just ability to uphold the systems that we rely on, those things are collapsing at an extremely rapid rate. And the more they collapse, the faster they collapse, like a snowball rolling downhill. The bigger it gets, the faster it rolls. The more snow it gathers, the bigger it gets, the faster it rolls. So the more people we allow into our country across the southern border, the worse things get. The more overloaded our systems are, the less our money, is, tax dollars are able to go towards us and, and making our lives better. And also, the more of those people vote, the more those people advocate for bringing in more illegal immigrants, the more legal immigrants, the more legal immigrants, right? So it's a snowball rolling down the hill. So again, we're, we're very close to the point where like there is no salvaging the cruise ship of America. And again, we're stuck in this damned if you do, damned if you don't situation where what is required to correct the course is by necessity precluded from us. So what are we going to do? How are we going to fix this? 
Well, I have some, I have some ideas. And again, you can just take over the cruise ship and change direction without having to, uh, use, use the tugboat, but we're in tugboat mode right now. One of the ways would be what's happening with these truckers, with the trucking companies and trucking networks refusing to deliver shipments to New York City, which again, if they're going to use their position as judges to destroy their political opponents, then we should use our position as providers of sustenance to get our way. I mean, fair is fair. It's a dog-eat-dog world, I guess. And so we have to eat the other dogs now. American truckers are reportedly threatening to stop deliveries deliveries into New York City over the grotesque $350 million judgment against President Trump and his sons, Don and Eric, bipartisan hack judge Ingeron on Friday. Aside from first responders, this Gateway Pundit article asks, is there any other profession in the United States that proudly wears patriotism on its sleeves like the American truckers? An American trucker who goes by Chicago Ray shared a video on social media yesterday where he explained why truckers across America are planning to stop delivering to NYC. According to TikTok user Survival Junkie 2, a company previously expected to provide a load for transportation to New York, announced that it no longer has any loads destined for the state. Quote, I just received a call from a company that I was getting a load from, and they said they don't have any loads going to New York. So if you're in New York, you won't be receiving anything from these drivers. So good. Again, I would rather live in a world where people just did their jobs and, you know, politics was outside of it. But again, if they've got judges and and professors and teachers and elementary school teachers and city council people, if they're all using whatever power they have to get their way, then I guess we have to use our power to get our way. And that's just how it is. That's how it goes. Again, from the Hill, obscene award against Trump is testing New York legal systems integrity. In laying the foundation for a sweeping decision against former President Donald Trump, Judge Arthur Ingeron observed that this is a venal sin, not a mortal sin. Yet at $355 million, one would think that Ingeron had found Trump to be the source of the original sin. The judgment against Trump and his family and associates was met with a level of unrestrained celebration by many in New York that bordered on the indecent. Attorney General Letitia James declared not only that Trump would be barred from doing business in New York for three years, but the damages would come roughly to $460 million once interest was included. That makes the damages against Trump greater than the gross national product of some countries, including Micronesia. Yet the court admitted that not a single dollar was lost from the bank in these dealings. Indeed, witnesses, witnesses testified from the bank, by the way, that they wanted to do more business with Trump, who was described as a whale client with high yield business opportunities. So, yes, he was charged with committing fraud against these banks who actually went and testified. No, he did not commit fraud. We agreed to this to using Mar-a-Lago as as collateral. He paid us back. We want to do more business with him. He's a really good moneymaker. And the court decided, no, actually, he's an evil tyrant, and we have to become tyrants to oppose him. This is an interesting thread from Matt Wallace that really breaks down how absurd the basis of this argument is. Because like everything that we deal with here, it's not just the decision that was made, and we can get into why that was wrong, but the decision itself is predicated on the assessment of Mar-a-Lago being worthless, which then we can get into Letitia James and the fact she got elected by saying I'll go after Trump. I mean, the levels of corruption and manipulation and lies that we're dealing with, it's a it's a very well-constructed layer cake, I guess you could say. 
But the basis of this decision, the basis of this punishment goes back to the valuing of Mar-a-Lago at $18 million. Matt Wallace breaks this down on Twitter. He says proof that Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago could actually be valued at well over $1 billion. He points out a 628 a uh, 6288-square-foot house on only less than half an acre, a few doors down, valued at a staggering $20 million. That equals nearly $50 million per acre, and that isn't even on the beachfront. A $45 million house in the same neighborhood is a new construction home on less than half an acre with no beach frontage. That is a value which, along with the home cost, accounts for over $100 million an acre. So $45 million house on half an acre. Okay, just so we're, so we're clear here. This one, which has beach frontage and a large mansion, is estimated to be worth over $70 million at 1.87 acres. That's approximately $37 million per acre. Meanwhile, Mar-a-Lago has over 65,000 square feet of lavish architecture on approximately 17 acres of pristine beachfront land using the same price per acre as the top examples and accounting for the location of beach frontage that means trump's estate could be worth well over 1.7 billion dollars and yet they said that mar-a-lago the 17 acre 55 bedroom house is somehow worth less than half of a half acre mansion in the same neighborhood Blatant, blatant fraud. We'll be right back. And uh, we have a special call with Laura Loomer in the next hour. Stay with us. Hey, let me start by saying you do a great show. Thank you. Hey, let me point out that I took X2 iodine. I started taking that stuff. The best iodine I think I ever found is what you guys are selling. When did you start taking it? About four years ago, I had high blood pressure, and I was on blood pressure medicine. Mm -hmm. And I started eating a little better, but my blood pressure stayed high. When I took X2 iodine, after about three or four weeks, I think my body detoxified of a bunch of metals and stuff that my body was storing. And my blood pressure came down to perfect level. And I tell people the only thing I did was X2 iodine. And even though I do think all your other products are good, I recommend to anybody that they start with X2 iodine because it detoxifies your body and kind of kicks your natural DNA in, into uh, full force. So in my, in my life, I found X2 iodine the best. I tried other iodines and they didn't have the same effect. But so X2 iodine, I really wanted to point that out. Winter isn't coming, winter is here. And while the sun isn't helping us produce as much vitamin D, do yourself a favor and try InfoWars Life Winter Sun Plus. Winter Sun Plus is a powerful vitamin D-based formula bringing you straight vitamin D3 free of toxic chemicals, allergens, preservatives, artificial colors, and GMOs. Our vitamin D3 formula supports the body's natural immune system, promotes calcium absorption for healthy bones and teeth, and helps sustain healthy tissue and systems of the body. In addition to the vitamin D, Winter Sun Plus includes vitamin K and E to enhance the formula and provide you with even more whole body support. And all these vitamins are presented in a way that is both delicious and easy to absorb. When the winters come, they come cold. So weather the storm and supplement with Winter Sun Plus at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news.
today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Lindsay Davis is her name. Her job is to sit sit down at that news desk and read whatever is on that teleprompter. That is her job. We should note that during our conversation, Kennedy made false claims about the COVID-19 vaccines. Data shows that the COVID-19 vaccines prevented millions of hospitalizations and deaths from the disease. He also made misleading claims about the relationship between vaccination and autism. Research shows that vaccines and the ingredients used for the vaccines do not cause autism, including multiple studies involving more than a million children and major medical associations like the American Academy of Pediatrics and the advocacy group Autism Speaks. We've used our editorial judgment in not including extended portions of that exchange in our interview. She doesn't know anything about the vaccines being linked to autism. She doesn't know anything about the COVID-19 vaccines. She doesn't know anything about all the deaths, all the strokes, all the heart attacks, all the cardiac arrest. She doesn't even know, I bet she doesn't even know what the VAERS reporting system is. She doesn't know any of this stuff. And she goes on TV and reads off that teleprompter as if she does. She's a liar. You are a liar, Lindsey Davis, and I'm sorry that you chose that because you might not actually be a liar as a person. You might actually be a good person, but you go on corporate news, ABC, and you lie to your audience when you tell them that the COVID-19 vaccine has no data that shows side effects. And when you tell them there's no link between vaccines and autism, you just lied. So you have to understand most of your local TV shows, show hosts, not all, there are exceptions. But I've been there. I've been in local TV. I've been in local radio. I know them. Most of them, their day goes like this. They wake up. They drive their fancy cars to the studios. They, they probably look at some, some news and some stuff. And then they sit in makeup for an hour or two hours. And then their producers bring them all of their talking points and what's going to be put on that teleprompter for them to read. And then they read it. And then they go home and they start the whole process over. I don't need to spend a bunch of time explaining what we do here at InfoWars because it's a lifestyle for us. No, there's no teleprompters in here. There's no corporate-backed producers or sponsors telling us what we can and can't say. No, it's truly a lifestyle. There's not too many people that you could call 30 minutes before a three-hour show and say, hey, I need you to host, that could actually come in and host that show. All of our hosts, all of our guests here could do that because it's a lifestyle. We live it, we breathe it, just like most of you in the audience. Not like Lindsey Davis on ABC News who gets paid to read off a teleprompter and lie to you. And yes, it's so perfect that the crew puts this video up. I mean, let's go ahead and go, go to some audio. We might as well as we go to break here because this is everything. This is your corporate press. They're all lying to you. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common on, on social, social media. media. You're not hearing an audio glitch. That's the Mockingbird Press. That's the mainstream media all parroting and reading the exact same corporate talking points and corporate teleprompters that they're told to read and they don't even know what the hell's going on. So, but you see, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't give that video to my crew. They live this. We're synced up. 
When I start talking about the fake, fake, fake corporate-controlled press, they immediately think, hey, let's pull up that compilation of all those local TV hosts saying the exact same thing on the exact same story. All right, folks, second hour of American Journal is on. And it's segments like that that go a pretty long way to explaining how we're in the situation that we're in. Playing on people's groupthink psychology to have the same message coming from a variety of different sources makes it seem true, doesn't it? And what we're left with is a population that doesn't just not know what's going on. They believe the polar opposite of reality. They believe the opposite of what is true, a total and complete inversion of what they should actually think. It's very annoying. We'll be back on the other side with Laura Loomer live from Panama. She's made some pretty incredible discoveries. Stay with us. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature. A remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. This is the second hour of American Journal. I went the whole first hour without reminding you to go to InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com is the only way that we're able to be here right now, and we won't be here. If you don't, go to InfoWarsStore.com. We make it very, very, very easy for you to support us. Simply go and buy a product, Bodies, the incredible turmeric supplement. Go check out what that can do for you from inflammation to uh, the, your, your immune system. It is true whole body support with Bodies, the incredibly powerful turmeric supplement, InfoWarsStore.com. TurboForce, 40% off. Nitric Boost, also 40% off. And 40% off Winter Sun Plus as well, our powerful D3, vitamin D3 product. And look, folks. Even if you don't buy supplements, even if you don't think you need that, first of all, what are you talking about? Of course you do. Your food is poisoned and or grown in denuded soil. That means you're not getting the nutrition that you simply need to survive. So you've got to be supplementing somehow. But even if I can't convince you of that, you can at least go buy toothpaste or toothbrushes or just things you are going to buy anyway. Please just buy them at InfoWarsStore.com. Why give your money to these globalist corporations that are going to use the profits you provide them to destroy and gut your entire country. Why not just buy basic necessities at InfoWarsStore.com and know that your money is going to this singular outlet for patriotism, justice, the rule of law, and the American way? InfoWarsStore.com is the only way that we stay on air, and we thank you so much for your contribution to the war effort. Speaking of a contributor to the war effort with an outsized influence, it's Laura Loomer. She's a well-known independent 
investigative journalist who you can find at loomerd.com and on Substack at lauraloomer.substack.com. She's on X as well at Laura Loomer and on YouTube at Laura Loomerd. And Laura, I understand you are now in the jungles of Panama and you've made some very interesting yeah. discoveries. We have the InfoWars story here, but uh, please tell us, what are, what are you finding there in Panama? Yeah, so uh, thanks so much for having me, Harrison. And that's correct. Uh, I have uh, been in Panama for a couple of days now, uh, specifically in the Darien Gap. You know, invasion, right? We're looking at the invasion of our country and uh, places around the world where it's really exciting and places where, uh, you know, it's really pivotal to telling the story about, you know, invasion in our country. And uh, the Darien Gap is one of those places. And so uh, was invited by the incredible Michael Yon, who's done uh, amazing work. He's been on InfoWars many times, of course, uh, all of the uh, all of the work and discoveries he's encountered and, and found here uh, in Darien Gap as it relates to, you know, various NGOs and, uh, you know, facilitate this invasion. And um, Michael has, um, uh, has has been great to be uh, – it's been great to be working with Michael here on the ground in Darien. And I was able to actually go inside the San Vicente migrant camp, which uh, recently received a lot of uh, publicity, uh, you know, through Brett Weinstein's interview with Carlson. And what I found inside uh, this is, uh, you know, a group of Somalis. There's people from all over there, uh, but of I saw a group of Somali women wearing uh, Islamic garb and walked over towards who were sitting there. And long story short, I started talking to them, asking them where they're from, and they said Somalia. And one of the uh, one of the guys who's 24 years old, spoke English, told me that he paid $15,000 uh, to come here and that he's planning on coming to the United States of America. He wants to go to Minneapolis. And then he said that it doesn't matter if he's committing a crime or if it's wrong uh, for him to come into the country illegally because people should feel bad, right, because he thinks he's a refugee. And then uh, he also told me that he wants to be just like Ilhan Omar. He likes Ilhan Omar. He likes uh, Joe Biden. He said that he wants Joe Biden to become the next president uh, because Joe Biden is good for uh, for the illegal aliens. And when I said, oh, you think better for illegal aliens than Trump, Oh, you can't say illegal alien. We're refugees. So, you know, we have progressive leftists in America that want to police our language as it relates to talking about uh, immigration and the invasion of our nation. And it appears that, you know, a lot of these uh, so-called migrants are people in their country of origin or perhaps the NGOs that are that are facilitating their journey. Right. So they're, they're literally being trained to say, oh, so, you know, if somebody calls you a legal immigrant, you remind them, actually, I'm an asylum seeker. You have to, to stick to that story pretty hard. And, you know, this article. So the article is at Infowars.com. Watch Somali illegals declare support for Biden representative Ilhan Omar at Panama migrant staging camp. And you can see the video that we're showing clips of of Laura Loomer in the Darien Gap talking to these uh, Somali immigrants, not refugees, not asylum seekers. And it sort of throws you for a loop because first they're like, oh, you know, it seems like they're actually talking about the American dream. They're saying, I, I want to, you know, Ilhan Omar, she was a refugee, but she went there. Now she's a congresswoman. I also want to go and make something of myself. And you think like, OK, well, that that doesn't sound too bad. You want it. You know that America is a land of opportunity. I mean, this is the classic immigrant story. But then as you continue the conversation, you realize, oh, you only want that to serve your people, your community. It, this isn't, oh, I want to go be a part of the American experience. Experiment and contribute to this great country. 
answer that opened for me. It's, oh, I want to go there to get power for Somalia and Somalians and for us. And Joe Biden's good because he's helping us. It's all this selfishness uh, that that, you know, again, at first it's like, oh, well, that sounds nice. He's coming to America, the land of opportunity. I kind of like and it's like, oh, no, you just see a vulnerability that you want to exploit. It's also it's also concerning, right? Because look, we're told uh, by by the media, oh, you know, it's a conservative uh, conspiracy theory that you know Muslims are coming across our border and people from terror type countries are trying to come in so that trade our government, right? They they like to say that you're an Islamist if you say that, but you have these Muslim migrants and they're not the only ones. I encountered people from Iran. I encountered people uh, from uh, Morocco yesterday. I've encountered. Uh, I've encountered uh, people from Afghanistan. There's a lot of Afghanis here. You don't know if they're telling the truth about their story or if they're being coached. And, of course, when uh, you think of someone being a Muslim and coming from a terrorized country, you're going to be on high. So are uh, jihadists or people that have jihadist tendencies being coached on uh, on things to say, like, oh, I'm actually a Christian. I'm not a Muslim. Oh, I'm trying to escape the Taliban. Mm. Uh, there's no way to really vet these people. And that's what the biggest problem is. And uh, clearly they have a desire to change our system of government and our way of life because, well, they're it, right? And also, paying people $15,000 because last time I checked, the average American doesn't even have $15,000 in their savings account right now. That's that's a lot of money. Let alone, where, where does Somali uh, you know, Somali migrants get fifteen thousand dollars in a country where the where the standard of living is you know below below poverty. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah, fifteen thousand dollars—that's no uh, small chunk of change. I think basically, if you paid fifteen thousand dollars to get wherever you're going, you are almost by definition not an asylum seeker or a refugee. You're a, a you're a tourist or a criminal. And you actually asked them during that's the what video. I asked them about Korea. Go ahead. I asked him about Sharia, too. He said, oh, so uh, what do you think about Sharia? Because in Somalia, they have Sharia. What was your answer? Countries with the uh, worst human rights violations in the world, and I believe Somalia is also listed as the number one most corrupt country in the world. And Sharia, he was really shocked. You should have seen the look on his face when I asked him, because um, I caught him. Right? Sharia. Tell you what, we're sorry. Of... I had to answer the question. Laura, goes, Laura oh, I don't know well, if you can hear me. You're kind of you're kind of dipping uh, in and out here. We're, we're missing chunks of your story. I'm not sure if we can reconnect and maybe get a, or if it's just for, from the fact that you're uh, in a Panama <laughs> Panamanian jungle. Uh, yeah, you're sort of you're sort of just fading in and out, and I I don't want to miss. Uh, what you're saying, but we may just have to go to the the video of you in in Panama here because we're getting we're only getting about half of uh, of what you're saying. Uh, but I do I do want to tell people to go to infowars.com to find this article. And one one interesting thing is you say uh, you came because Joe Biden said our borders were open, and the migrant was like, "Yes, Joe Biden invited me here." Can you, what what was that interchange like? Yeah, we may have lost. Or this is the problem. And, uh, several, there's been several who I've encountered throughout my time here. To uh, talk to a lot of Hispanic uh, invaders as well and ask them uh, what they think about Joe Biden and what they think about Trump. And it's always negative for Trump. And, oh, we love Joe Biden. I, I actually have a video that I'll be posting later today of a bunch of Venezuelans swimming in the contaminated water. Uh, screaming, oh, we love we love you, Joe Biden, and talking about how they're going to come to America illegally. 
it's just completely insane. How organized is it from what you're seeing? It, are these groups just sort of randomly uh, showing up and, and sort of following along yeah. the person in front of them, or are they being instructed? I mean, we know they're being instructed, but how obvious is it? It is well-oiled machine. And uh, I recorded a lot of videos yesterday. I'll be releasing these videos. So, And I'm not the only person to have documented this, right? But, look, you go to these migrant camps, and you have what are called piraguas, these little water boats that are picking up uh, migrants. There's about 100 of these boats that go out every single day uh, to the, the end of the jungle, the Darien Gap, where after these, uh, after these people complete the journey, they get picked up on the boat. That's about an hour or so uh, each way, and they get dropped off at um, – a place called Bajo Chiquito Migrants Camp, and that's where they're processed by the United Nations Refugee Agency and the Panamanian Border Patrol and the Hacienda Front. And then from there, right, uh, they can be transported to other migrant camps uh, in the Darien, uh, like Las Blancas or San Vicente, which is now, uh, you know, become known as a Chinese camp, right? And uh, from there, then, if they get $70, the cost of uh, a bus ticket, they will be taken by a bus driver to Costa Rica on a 15-hour bus ride, and then from there they can pay another $30 to get to Nicaragua, and then they go to Honduras, and then they go to uh, Mexico, and, of course, they then go to, you know, the, the Texas border. So that's how they do it. And so you see about 100 – I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say how many buses are going in and out, but it's very organized because right at the, the, the migrants coming in on boats, Right. You have another batch that are being dropped off in the buses and then they're on their way to Costa Rica and you just see them all day long. Yesterday, just to give you an idea of how many people are coming in. Um, it's about 3000 yesterday, according to Centerfront, they said uh, about 3000 people a day are coming in right now. So if you do the math, that's over uh, one million people per year coming in through one migrant camp. That's one single point of entry. And they're most of them headed towards the United States. That's their goal. That's completely insane. Have you, as a independent journalist, encountered any problems? Anybody? I mean, it almost seems at this point that they don't even care if people know. Like, I would think that when they're doing this and they're funneling thousands of people from all over the world, they would be concerned about, you know, news of that getting getting around because it's so obviously an attack no. on America. But they don't seem to care that you're there filming. They're they're fine with it, aren't they? They don't. They don't seem to care. The only a problem, and I don't even know that I would really call it a problem or of a nuisance that I've run into since I've been here. And I guess we're, for the first time, going to be breaking this uh, live on InfoWars because uh, I have not published this anywhere. Um, it appears as though uh, the New York Times uh, decided to follow me without the, my knowledge to Panama. And so, really weird story. Um, I was uh, in the middle of the migrant camp the other day. Mind you, this is, you know, hours and hours away from the airport. You know, it's not like you can just get access to these to these camps. And all of a sudden, some guy approaches me and goes, oh, hi, Laura. And I'm like, oh, who are you? And he goes, oh, I'm uh, Ken Bessinger with the uh, with the New York Times. And I was like, what are you doing here? And he goes, oh, I came here for you. And so I guess the New York Times followed me here, and they, they are interested in doing some kind of story. And it's been very weird because they've been following our group around. And, um, you know, they actually, like, showed up to our hotel this morning, and then we – we ultimately just decided that we were going to confront them with cameras and ask them what they're doing. And, you know, you know the New York Times, Harrison, you can't really trust these people. And I, I just find it to be really strange that uh, they actually sent somebody uh, from the United States, from the New York Times, to go, you know, follow me to a migrant camp and then literally follow, follow me. They're not even staying at the hotel that I'm staying at. 
and trying to ask questions of me, trying to ask questions of Michael Yon. Um, you know, it's a, it's a little bizarre in my opinion, but uh, uh, that's yeah. probably the... No, yeah, that's yeah. that's more than a little bizarre. That is incredibly troubling. So the New York <laughs> Times, as far as you know, they sent reporters to Panama to the Darien. They followed Ga- me. They've never sent them yeah, to investigate. They, they, they've never sent them to investigate no, they, they, the migrants. I don't know. But they sent them to investigate you. <laughs> well, they, they had they had a photographer here. To be fair, uh, who their photographer lives in Colombia. Um, and but this is the first time that the reporter that they and then we did some you know research into who this reporter is and he works for the New York Times and specializes in targeting right wing financial networks. So first it was like oh I'm just interested in what you're doing here and then of course after he followed me to the hotel again this morning uh, while we're having breakfast getting ready to leave then it turns then we like ambushed him with the cameras and then the conversation turned to oh so what's your relationship like with president trump and oh um you know how did you get to fly on president trump's plane with him and oh for your owners how do you afford to do the kind of work that you're doing and and then like they started asking me questions about like people i've dated in the past like it was just really strange that they would send somebody to follow me into a migrant camp um, and then follow me to the hotel and then ask me all these questions about my life. And it's like, why did you come to Panama to essentially follow me and and interrupt a private trip? But wow. you know, I, I answer questions. It's just a little strange because the reporter lives in Los Angeles. He doesn't even live in Panama. And they flew him out here just for me. And we have him on video saying they flew out here because they wanted to do this story. It's like, you couldn't have called me in the United States. And I have no idea how they found me, uh, how they how they found me. It's a little bizarre to me that I didn't tell anybody where I was going or which hotel I was staying at. I didn't tell anybody which camp I was going to be at. And then somehow he was able to find me and showing up to our hotel. Okay, yeah, that is extremely creepy. So we know what that means is that there's going to be some big hit piece, and if it's the New York Times spearheading it, they're not going to be the only ones who will contribute to this. We can probably imagine in like a week or two there will be some big hit piece about how dangerous it is for right-wingers to be going down to Darien Gap because obviously, Laura, you're you're a, a terrorist who's just trying to harm these poor innocent children that are crossing the border. I mean, if you look at the New York Times coverage of the Darien Gap in the past, it is – incredibly sympathetic. I mean, everything they say about it is they're they're mad that people are exploiting the migrants because it's so expensive to come to America. Uh, they talk about, you know, a girl whose mother died there. And it's, a, you know, this very sympathetic, tear jerking article about this this poor little girl in the migrant uh, camp as if she's the representative when in reality, you know, we know it's mostly men and from all over the world. So what that means to me is that the New York Times, probably along with a couple other major outlets, mainstream outlets, are gearing up to launch a, a media uh, attack yeah. against people going down to the Darien Gap and exposing what's happening. Well, here, I want to... I wanna... Hold on, we lost you there, Laura. You, you dropped out. I'm not sure if you can hear me, uh, but whenever you get oh, back... All right, all right I, 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 I hear you now. Go ahead. This is Michael. Laura. Michael Yon. I mean, that's pretty epic. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Did you hear that, no, you're, you're sort of dropping in and out. I can hear you for a second, and then uh, and then you go away. I heard something was epic. I, you're better now. Something was now? epic, I heard. I hear you now, yep. So this is Michael Yon. I'm in the backseat with Laura. We're out in the jungle. And uh, 
what's epic is that uh, some people have stalkers, but Laura Loomer has the New York Times stalking her all the way from California to Darien Gap. That's pretty uncommon. That is wild. That that really is wild. So again, what do you think they're? What do you think the story's going to say, Laura? I mean, this this is sort of an well, opportunity to to head them off at the pass. This is an information war, and they're, it seems like they're they're planning yeah. a uh, to open a new front here. I don't know. I mean, like obviously, I know from this guy's background that it's going to be some kind of story focused on trying to find out like how I make a living or who's financing me. I'm like, dude. I literally have a public give, send, go that people can support right now pinned at the top of my ex account to support the costs associated with my trip. I'm not a multimillionaire. And I said, you should know that I don't work for Trump. Why are you asking me all these personal questions? I said, unlike Maggie Haberman and people who have worked for Trump in the past who have been disloyal and they leaked, I don't leak. I'm not going to tell you, like, the private contents of my conversations with President Trump. It's totally inappropriate. And they just kept on pushing. And it's like, I'm a loyal person. I don't work for President Trump, but just the idea that they think that even if I even if I wasn't like that, I would be leaking my conversations and very intrusive, like personal conversations about about like how I how I make a living. Um, also, too, like I don't understand why they would come to pick them up and ask me about, oh, are you dating this person? Or uh, you know, going back and trying to like talk about people. Uh, who like volunteered on my congressional campaign? It's very weird. Uh, but Michael, Michael's here, and he thought it was very weird too. The fact that, and I'm not exaggerating this at all. We were literally in a migrant camp, and the New York Times just pops out of nowhere, and they were like, "Oh, we're here for you." And we were like, "Oh, are they trying to do a hit piece on Michael?" And then finally today, when they when they followed us again to our hotel and were trying to like sit with us at our breakfast table, we just decided to ambush them with a million cameras and say, "What are you doing here?" Well, you know, what this means is they're responding to InfoWars as well as other outlets leading the charge on this and actually going down and exposing what's happening in the Darien Gap. They'll report it occasionally. They'll mention that the Darien Gap exists, and they'll paint a sympathetic picture of the people passing through. So they'll mention it. What they really don't like is people like yourself and Michael Yan going there, calling in live into InfoWars, exposing this. I know, I mean, Michael Yan's been a regular fixture yeah. on Alex's show giving updates to this. So it seems like, you know, the people at the New York Times and and other big media outlets uh, are sitting there going, okay, these guys are, are getting this story out and they're getting firsthand footage. We have to do yeah. something to combat that and to counter that. So, I mean, well, I see this as, I as a victory. I think that, yeah, I think they're going to try to do some kind of a hit piece about, oh, meet the white supremacists like pro-Trump conservatives that are, you know, sowing discord in the Darien Gap with migrants. And, um, and they'll probably get some migrants to tell some fake story and make up a lie about how we attack them. I, I noticed, like, one of the questions that the guy asked me as I was about to leave today was, oh, like, uh, you know, how do you know this person that has made white supremacist comments online? Like, uh, it's just like, are you serious? Like, it, it, it's just, they cannot help themselves. It's just very bizarre that they're so desperate that they are literally sending somebody to, I would say, stalk me in Panama, okay, another country, follow me to my hotel and do a story when they could have easily just called me. And he goes, oh, well, I was going to follow you to South Carolina because I thought you were going to be in South Carolina reporting on, uh, on, the, on the Trump primary. But then I saw you were not going to go to South Carolina, so I decided to come to Panama. And I'm like, you decided to not even, like, call me or anything? Like, how did you find out where I was staying? How did you find out where I was going to be? I didn't tell anybody. That is so bizarre. Yeah, tell him you're going to Antarctica next. Send him, send him somewhere far away. I mean, you, you say it's bizarre. 
but it's not bizarre. Isilor, it's it's actually exactly what you would expect them to do. We are exposing the Darien Gap. We are exposing what's happening in the uh, you know south of the border. They're in favor of what's happening and don't want it exposed. So, of course, they're going to follow you. Of course, they're going to try to uh, intimidate you or threaten you, you know, in, in a quiet way. I don't see this as yeah, bizarre, Laura. I see this also, as perfectly predictable, actually. It's the right thing for them to do for with another, their mindset. I want to give you another breaking scoop here while we're live on air, too. I honestly just think that with all the layoffs in the media, these people are just very jealous of independent journalists who are successful. And while we were able to get access and the, the center front border patrol respected us enough to give us uh, a private, uh, private access and escort into uh, the camp, I can a hundred percent confirm that yesterday uh, that when the New York times tried to enter the migrant camp, they were denied as a security risk by center front. Whoa, and so that's very um, interesting. that really says a lot. Like they were denied entry by, uh, by Laura, Laura, we got, we got to, we got to go to commercial break, but stay safe and keep up the great work folks. You can follow Laura on Infowars, loomerd.com, Laura Loomer on X, Laura Loomerd on YouTube and Laura Loomer.substack.com. Keep up the great work, Laura. Can't wait to hear more. We'll be right Thanks. back folks. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get amazing products like Next Level Foundational Energy. I don't have time to tell you about it. Just go research it. It is incredible. Just get it and you will be amazed. And then at least you know you're funding the operation. Get a copy of my book. That keeps me on air. Signed or unsigned. Fundraisers, the signed copy. The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next renaissance. InfoWarsStore.com or 888 in a galaxy of endless energy needs, the power of TurboForce rises above the rest. The force that propels you to tackle your day and face the dark side of fatigue. TurboForce ensures you stay sharp, alert, and at the top of your game. Don't let fatigue pull you into the dark side. Be the hero of your own saga. Harness the power, feel the rush, and take control with TurboForce. Visit InfoWarsStore.com today, and may the TurboForce be with you. Have you tried taking the real red pill? A one-of-a-kind heart and brain formula designed exclusively for InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most powerful ingredients in Real Red Pill Plus is pregnanolone. 
pregnenolone levels decrease with age, and low levels are associated with fatigue, low brain function, and unhealthy aging. The Real Red Pill Plus also provides essential trace minerals, such as vitamin B12, calcium, copper, and zinc. Featuring naturally occurring L-theanine, caffeine, and theobromine, the energy blend inside the Real Red Pill Plus provides an extra pick-me-up for your day that goes beyond the second cup of coffee. So visit InfoWarsStore.com, go down the rabbit hole, and try taking the real red pill. Now 25% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious. And you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are, and that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity and that there's mass sterilization that's already taking place and they're cutting off all the major energy sources is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. Incredible stuff from Laura Loomer, live from the Darien Gap. Breaking the story of a New York Times stalker following her all the way to Panama. Hey folks, I don't know if I, maybe I shouldn't call it a it's not a victory. It's it's nice to have them on the defense, and they know that they can't cover up what's happening. See, this is the, this is the importance of things like Infowars and alternative media. When the media is consolidated in just a few companies that are highly controlled and, and restricted to what they're able to talk about, then the best way to get away with stuff is to just not talk about it. If it was only the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and you know CNN, who people got their news from, if that was the only option, then they would just ignore the Darien Gap and no one would ever know about it or hear about it or have any awareness that this was going on. That's The best option when you have a monopoly on information is – silence but once we come into the equation once we start telling the truth about these things once we start doing independent on the ground reporting of what's going on circumventing the mainstream censorship apparatus silence is no longer the best option now they have to go on the offensive or they have to make defensive maneuvers to cover what's happening in a way that contradicts or counteracts our coverage so again if it was just them they would just ignore it. They would be silent about it. 
We'd never hear about it. Nobody would ever know. Because InfoWars has been pounding this story out, because Michael Yon has been such a reg- regular fixture on the Alex Jones show, because more people are seeing him and, and seeing other examples, Muckraker and others, again, friends of the show, going there and doing it. And then other people are picking up their cameras and going and doing it. More independent journalists are going and doing it. Silence is no longer a viable strategy for allowing this to continue. Now, if they want that to continue, they have to attack us. They have to claim that what we're doing is some sort of, you know, fundraising effort because we don't actually care about the border. We just uh, hate Panama. So we're going to whatever. I don't know what exact strategy they're going to pursue in this, but this is the reality of having a robust alternative media is that they can no longer wield silence as a weapon to manipulate the masses. They have to address us. They have to address the issue somehow, and they'll do it dishonestly, and they'll convince a lot of people with their coverage. Make no mistake of that. But it's evidence that what we're doing is effective. And I'll just say on a personal note, I know I mention this just about every time we talk to Laura Loomer, but it was such a revelatory thing to me, such a revelation to me, going and covering... Laura Loomer's protest at Twitter in New York City and seeing the behind the scenes. Because I know Laura Loomer, I mean, she's one of these people that people have very strong feelings about in one way or the other. And some people think, well, you know, why is she, how is she always, you know, trending? Why, why does she get so much attention? She must be controlled or something. I'm telling you from personal experience, seeing it with my own eyes, uh, Laura's just a powerhouse. She just does what she wants to do. And she forces people to pay attention. She does things and finds things out and brings receipts and holds protest with a team of, you know, two other people that are just like college dudes that are helping her out for an afternoon. I mean, there, there's no massive infrastructure behind Laura. It's literally just her going out and doing things. And practically every time we talk to her, she breaks some massive story. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty big, Pretty big deal, the revelation that the New York Times is stalking independent reporters across country lines all the way to Panama, not covering the Darien Gap, but instead badgering Laura Loomer about her dating past. I mean, this shows desperation. That is a – should be a mark of honor that they feel so threatened by what Laura is up to. So – Again, just incredible stuff. While we're on the topic, let's go ahead and get into more uh, migrant stories, migration stories, because there are a lot of them. There's a lot of videos. Finally, it seems as though the mainstream media argument of opposing migrants as racist is, is finally really crumbling. And thanks in no small part to the busing program busing people to places like Chicago and New York. This has been incredibly effective. I'll be the first to admit, I did not like the busing strategy at first. It still kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't like that we're taking people who just crossed the border and sending them thousands of miles into the country to our major cities. But it is having an effect, and it's having a powerful effect. So let's go now to clip number 11. Here's a, a black man from Chicago letting his feelings be known to the city that is so blithely injecting tens of thousands of illegal immigrants into the most underrepresented 
neighborhoods in the city. Let's watch. From August of last year to December of this year, they will spend $252 million on the migrants. $252 million. 17,000 migrants come into this city. It's just in Chicago. If you just break that in half and they become families, you got 8,500 families. Hispanics have 3.5 children. I'm submitting to you, in one generation, just one generation, the black vote will be null. They will have an additional 24,000 people on the voting rolls, along with the Hispanic population already here. They're playing chess, and you all are playing chess. You are damning our youth, our next generation, to poverty by you all doing these political speeches. One generation, our youth, our vote will be null in all these six sanctuary cities. And what are you going to do about that? And this is why we've said for ever that nationalism really is the answer to all these problems. Nationalism. If you're an American citizen, you're in the club. If you're not, you're not. And we have to reinforce that. I really hope that it's breaking through, not just the revelation that migrants are damaging and bad for the city. And like, I hope it's not some sort of ethnocentric thing that this black guy's like, just solely thinking about black people. It's bad for all Americans, and it should have been obvious from the very beginning. And I hope it gets through to like, okay, maybe the Trump supporters had a point. Maybe I should stop voting for the people that are doing this to me on purpose constantly. I really hope that these sorts of revelations that we're seeing more and more of become reflected in the electoral reality moving forward. Let's go now quickly to uh, clip number 13. Here's what's happening in Boston. It's been two weeks since the Melnea Cash Recreational Community Center in Roxbury was converted into an emergency shelter for migrant families. Hundreds of beds now cover the indoor track and soccer fields where neighborhood children like 12-year-old Jeremiah Rodriguez thought he had baseball practice this weekend. We usually practice. And what happened when you went here today? Uh, they were closed. Closed to the public as dozens of families are now living in the shelter who are at one point sleeping in Logan Airport as the state shelter system is stretched to the limit. Overall, it has been um, putting some pressure on the capacity of our system. It's okay to help, but I don't think that's the place to do it because kids and family go and join. As a community, voicing our opinion and our, our concerns for the youth center and the elderly programs going down there, and it just seemed like our voices weren't heard. In an effort to mobilize the community, activist Clifton Braithwaite held a neighborhood meeting at 1102 Blue Community Center in event space in Roxbury, where folks voiced their concerns. We wanted to give a, a clear message right. that you're taking away resources from not only from Boston, but Massachusetts for illegal immigrants who pay nothing to our taxes. The recreational center is a vital resource for youth and adult programs. You see that man who's wearing a, a, a American flag sweatshirt? I'm telling you folks, nationalism is the answer. They That's why they want to treat it as evil. That's why they want to treat nationalism itself as something abhorrent. That's why they push globalism. This is the ultimate conflict. Do you care about the people in your nation or do you see those people as something to exploit and destroy in your pursuit of some other goal? We need to come together as Americans, as separate and distinct from everyone who's, you know, not American. 
The eugenicists over a hundred years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers. That the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature. A remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist, and people can't identify who's a patriot and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. But folks, we're standing up for our rights, we're standing up for your rights, we're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsStore.com, then I'm not griping at you, I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsStore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work, just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. Infowarsstore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next Level Foundational Energy, Infowarsstore.com. 
or 888-253-3139. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We're to continue on the topic of migrants for the time being. We still have a lot of other stuff to cover today, and, and this will sort of lead into some of those other stories. First from the New York Post, eagle-eyed residents reveal sophisticated migrant smuggling operation at the northern U.S. border. Yes, folks, it's getting so bad that people are uh, really just trying to skip the line by going north. Unsettling post footage and interviews with U.S. residents along the Canadian border offers a rare glimpse into the thriving migrant smuggling operation that is taking hold up north. In addition to the debacle down south, residents of bucolic Swanton, Vermont, a town of about 6,500 people located just across Lake Champlain from New York and about a 10-minute drive from the Canadian border, have been getting a troubling first-hand look at the U.S.'s nor- northern illegal migrant crisis for months. The town's plentiful woods make the leafy hamlet an ideal spot for hunters and also provide ample cov- uh, camouflage for smugglers. Wait a second. Wait, I think I'm coming up with a solution. Wait, I think I have an idea. You're telling me that these woods are... A wonderful playground for hunters, but they're also the point of an invasion. Hold on. I think I see a solution to our problems. It shouldn't have to get, it shouldn't have to go this far, folks, but it is. Local Chris Feely, 52, recently said, I've got the Border Patrol guys on speed dial. So I guess they can come, uh, you know, pick them up and uh, give them their new prepaid credit cards or something. According to the Customs and Border Protection numbers, the amount of legals, amount of migrants illegally entering the United States at the northern border last year topped 12,200, a 240% spike from 2022. Of those, 70% of the illegal crossings took place along a 295-mile Swanton sector, which includes upstate New York, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Illegal crossings of the U.S. southern border dwarfed those figures, with 2.4 million migrants encountered recorded there. In 2023, capping off the year with a record-setting 276,000 encounters in December. Which I don't believe that numbers, as the numbers reported for 2024, as of about a week into February, was 988,000. So we're really averaging a little under a million a month for crossing at the southern border, with as well thousands or tens of thousands now crossing at the northern border. Which is interesting. But things are, things are just getting absolutely insane. Both these videos came out over the weekend. The first is that aside from being given the right to vote in certain places, as well as being allowed to join the police force and actually carry a weapon and arrest American citizens on American soil as an illegal migrant, a position Offered them by various cities in the United States. So in addition to being police officers or voting in our elections, we now have foreigners. That's the correct way to think about this. Not Americans. Foreign actors who are from and live and enjoy the protection of a foreign government. 
we now have a non-American citizen, a Chinese national, in a city council in an American city. Let's go to clip number one. Her name is Kelly Wong. She's not an American citizen. Let's watch. 咁就其實喺兩年前我嚟到三藩市嘅時候呢,咁我就認識咗好多原來三藩市有好多嘅權力係好多嘅權力係好多嘅權力係好多嘅權力係好多嘅權力係好多嘅權力係好多嘅權力
that letter says that they, because the property is derelict, that they can compulsory purchase it. If there's any repairs to be done in it, they could take it off the price of the property. Yeah. And these properties are for migrants of... It's absolutely extraordinary, isn't it? And how did you feel when you got a letter? You moved into your new wonderful home, you settle down, law-abiding citizens, yeah. and you get a compulsory purchase order from the council accusing you of occupying a derelict home. How did you feel when you got this? After paying 200 pounds for it, it didn't feel very well. No. It must have been one hell of a shock, mustn't yeah. it? It's, it's for the immigrant and not the indigenous population. Yeah. Well, veterans are sleeping rough. Yeah. 16,000 veterans. In weather. Absolutely. Um, they can't get put in hotels or on a bibby stock home. There is a daylight um, charity, daylight centre charity in, in, in Wellingborough, which looks after homeless people who are sleeping rough, and they spend £630 per annum per head Illegal migrants get paid fifty thousand pounds. They get spent on them fifty thousand pounds per annum per head. And here we have the evidence of it in this letter. They wanted your lovely new home. Yeah. Unbelievable. Compulsory purchase order. Now, since then, the UK government has said, "Oh no, that was a mistake. No, that was an accident. No, we that was that was a little mix-up." Yeah, we didn't mean to write an article and or write a, a memo for you and go through the bureaucratic process of assigning your domicile as being derelict and writing up a compulsory purchase order. No, that was an, that was all a big accident. That was all a big oopsies, our mistake. And of course, as Alex Jones points out on uh, Twitter. Yeah, this has been happening actually for decades. This has been going on. We've actually covered story after story about this. And they're only saying it was a mistake now that they've been caught doing this. So, I mean, when the government is forcing out its own citizens, forcing them to sell their house, claiming it's derelict, but then saying they want to buy it to house migrants, like that doesn't make any sense. If it's derelict, you can't house migrants there. Are we going to stand for this? I mean, how long are we going to take this? How long before nationalism reasserts itself and the government works for the people rather than exclusively against the people? The InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water, this survival silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Colloidal silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself, and don't miss out on this limited time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today, available right now at InfoWarsStore.com. If you ever take one piece of my advice, 
it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements, so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war. But I guarantee you, you take us for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at InfoWarsStore.com. X2. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. In 2008, something unbelievable happened for us in the FBI. We were getting lots of rumors about this high-level asset that worked for several intelligence agencies at the same time. He worked for the Saudi intelligence service. He worked for the CIA, and he was being developed as a political asset in Chicago, Illinois. He was not even a United States citizen, but it was said that he was a student visa and that he was a national from another country. In 2008, everyone in the intelligence structure found out who he was. It was this individual who became president in 2008 of the United States. When they ran him for president, the cabal, basically, this was the culmination of so many of their plans for so many years. His mission was to destroy the United States from within one institution at a time. They spied on my campaign. Well, there's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they can got I, Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on say, things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been that. totally verified. No. GCHQ um, has... Uh, probably the most invasive <laughs> uh, network intercept program anywhere in the world and it's the world's first full take they call it and that means content in addition to metadata on everything top secret 2016 united kingdom government communications headquarters document signed off by gchq director robert hennigan under the umbrella of new world order loon boris johnson details an operation known as project Fulsome. Boldly stating, 1, 28th of August, 2016, GCHQ CSO filed for permission to execute Project Folsom at the request of the U.S. President, Barack Obama, seeking intelligence gathering into the Trump Organization and Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. Activities include foreign and U.S. domestic signals collection in regards to communications with Russia 
Russian hostile actors. Two, IOCCO approved Folsom on 15th of September 2016, allowing 90 days of initial signet gathering with the potential for renewal should the situation allow. Three, since Folsom's start, a clear pattern of actionable leads have accrued, both from the Trump campaign itself, from former MI5 agent Michael Steele, and from others. Four, U.S. National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice has requested that we continue our surveillance during the transition period, as internal U.S. intelligence is potentially compromised by the incoming Trump administration. The verification of the document is still in question. However, General Flynn has referenced the document several times for years. The U.S. intelligence community asked foreign spy agencies to surveil 26 associates of Donald Trump in the run-up to the 2016 election. The U.K.'s government communication headquarters, which is an intelligence gathering apparatus, also known as GCHQ, was making contacts with Trump's associates as early as March of 2016, according to the report. A GCHQ spokesman denied the report, calling it nonsense. The journalists say that intelligence related to the surveillance effort is housed in a 10-inch binder, which Trump, near the end of his presidency, ordered to be declassified. But obviously, if this binder contains what we have been told that it contains, which may include raw intelligence, information showing that the U.S. government, the CIA and the intelligence community of the U.S. government, initiated the Russia collusion hoax, that it did not occur in the way that the official story, including the German investigation, had portrayed it, then that's extremely serious information. And it may be, if the FBI then went to go get it in order to continue the cover-up of this information, that obviously adds an even more dramatic wrinkle to this. Barack Obama, hell-bent on maintaining his executive power in league with global intelligence agencies, conspired to commit treason on a scale that makes Watergate looked like a caveman having a picnic. John Bound reporting. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's a, it's a cliche at this point. When people say you shouldn't just read the headlines. Everybody just reads the headlines and they get the wrong idea. 
which for the most part is true. For most normal people, they read the headlines. The headlines are deliberately designed to mislead and leave you with the wrong impression. Again, as we say on this show, the media's job is to tell you the truth, but leave you believing a lie. And the reality is that with enough discernment, with a keen enough insight, all you really have to read is the headline. When you understand that the headlines are written by despicable liars who hate you, when you understand their culture, the, the atmosphere, cultural atmosphere in which they operate, it is actually kind of easy to determine exactly what happened from the headline. Not by trusting the headline, but by deconstructing the headline point by point and accepting some, at this point, well-established biases in the mainstream media. And one example of this would be the day after the Super Bowl shooting, Super Bowl parade shooting in Kansas City's, the headlines read something like, mass shooting at Super Bowl parade, one dead, 22 wounded, two suspects in custody. Now, from that headline alone, you don't get a ton of information, okay? There was a shooting, 22 people got hit, one got killed. Doesn't tell you much else. But from that, we can derive the truth, and we did. We did derive the truth. We reported it here. You saw it live, if you were watching, where we speculated and said, okay, what that means is, for one thing, uh, the suspects have been detained, but they're not, their identities are not being reported. Okay, so that means that they're not white. Okay, because if they're white, it gets reported. If they're not, it's not. So the lack of information can tell you that. And this is information that isn't even in the body of the text. So not only can you read the headline and understand the reality of what's happening, you can actually glean truths that aren't even in the article itself. So... Because they don't mention the race despite the suspects being in custody, because there's no picture of the suspects despite them being in custody, we know that they weren't white. Because 22 people were injured and only one killed, we know this wasn't a targeted mass shooting with an attempt to cause as many victims as possible. Likely what it was, and this is what we reported on the day with just that information, just the numbers, we said, okay, this is probably black guys. It's probably two black guys. They're probably in a fight with each other or other people. They're firing at each other, but essentially firing randomly into the crowd, hitting innocent people all around them. And we turned out to be exactly right. The next day, it's reported that was exactly what happened. Now we have even more information and more videos. It was, in fact, a scuffle, a fight where a couple of guys were arguing. They pulled out guns and started shooting in the middle of a giant crowd. So in a way, by understanding the innate biases of the people writing the headlines, understanding the deception techniques that are used to mislead people by presenting incomplete facts, we can actually understand everything that there is to know, even beyond the text of the article. It's almost a superpower that we have here, and we're never wrong. It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible how we are Never, ever, ever wrong about this stuff. And we tell you when we're speculating. It doesn't matter because we're right anyway. But this is because we have a clear-eyed, full understanding of the reality of the world that we live in. And how utterly and completely divorced from that reality most mainstream media consumers exist in. 
Now, I have a, I have a reason to tell you about this. The article from the New York Post, the headline from yesterday, Minnesota gunman dead after killing two cops and paramedic who tried to help them during hours-long standoff. So killed two cops, paramedic tried to help, killed him too. Three upstanding, selfless, self-sacrificing members of the community Murdered by a psychopath. Now, again, I know what happened, so I'm not going to try to break down this headline. But I think everybody out there can sort of understand where this is going. Unless, of course, you live in the upside-down world of liberalism. Unless you see the world through the inversion lenses of leftist understanding. In which case, you are... Not just wrong about your assumptions. You are the opposite of right. You are diametrically opposed to the truth. Your reality isn't just out of focus. It is completely and utterly inverted. And I'll show you what I mean. Clip number 12. There's a guy on TikTok, a leftist activist who looks like a brown version of carrot top, a potato top. I don't know what you'd call that, but he's a repulsive man. And he makes some assumptions about the shooting before the identity of the suspect was known that again, illustrate just how utterly backwards their entire understanding of anything is. Okay. So let's go now to clip number 12. Let's hear how, how a leftist thinks the world operates. And it's crazy. Let's watch. This morning in Burnsville, Minnesota, two police officers and a firefighter were shot and killed when they responded to a domestic dispute call. It's been over 14 hours since the shooting occurred, and they have not released the identity of the man. 2023 was the most deadly year at the hands of police, with 1,348 people reportedly being killed by the police. Meanwhile, 134 police were killed in the line of duty. So my question to you is, are they withholding the identity of the person to protect them because they're white? Or is it a black person and this is just a one-off time that they're not incriminating the person? Also, is it wrong that I don't feel bad that the police were killed, but I do feel bad the firefighter was killed? Let me hear your thoughts in the comments below. Yeah, I'll tell you my comments. You clown, you utter clown. I mean, where do you even begin? I guess we'll begin with uh, just how obviously wrong you are. We do now have the suspect. Uh, we have a picture of him here. Uh, he is, in fact, a black man. He is, in fact, a black man. Again, it's not that they just get things wrong. It's that their belief system is utterly diametrically opposed to reality. The reality is that the government, the media, the leftists who run our country are desperate to conceal the reality behind black crime statistics. They're desperate to avoid portraying black people as criminals. So they actually go so far as places like San Francisco won't even publish the picture of suspects, uh, suspects of crimes because they say it can perpetuate racial stereotypes. So because criminals whose wanted pictures are, are supposed to be spread to the people so they can be caught and apprehended and the crimes can be punished because they're overwhelmingly non-white, 
they say posting their pictures is racist. So the reality is that if it's a white guy committing a crime, that aspect of his identity becomes foremost and in front of everything else. That becomes the most important thing. White man kills black person. White man, you know, shoots up school, whatever it is. That's always the number one aspect, and you're going to instantly know the name and race of a white person committing a crime. It's when black people commit crimes or mass shootings or whatever that that information is concealed. So this is what I mean by just these these wet dog-looking morons on TikTok who actually think, he sincerely thinks that the race, the identity of the person committed this crime was hidden to protect white people. Will it ever become clear to these people that it's the opposite that happens? That they, what they believe is an inversion of reality? The shooter who killed two officers and a paramedic in Burnsville, Minnesota has reportedly been identified as Shannon Cortez Gooden. Gooden petitioned to have his gun rights restored after a 2008 felony assault conviction. Watch how fast the story disappears. So not only was it a black guy who killed the police, it was a black guy who should not have been allowed guns. He that that petition was denied. He was not legally allowed to own a gun. So you've got a black guy killing cops with an illegal gun and the response from the left, not just the mainstream media. But but Curly Joe over there as well is to say it's probably a white guy and we need to, you know, get more gun control. Now, he points out that 2023 was the deadliest year on record for police shootings. And I wonder if that has anything to do with this chart. This is the chart of murders in Portland from 2000 to 2022, posted by End Wokeness, who says, let's defund the police, decriminalize drugs, and stop putting people in jail. What's the worst that can happen? And what you see is that a fairly steady line from 2000 all the way up to 2019 suddenly takes off like a rocket and explodes off of the top of the chart. So the 2000 to 2019 average was around 23 murders a year in Portland. As of 2020, 2021, 2022, you have 57, 90, and 97 murders, respectfully, uh, respectively. So maybe that has to do with the number of police murders. Maybe it's because murder itself has skyrocketed across the board because of the defund the police program that was implemented, again, on these same lines of delusion. And that's the real dangerous part. Not only do these people believe the opposite of the truth, they actually make policy based off of that belief, and it makes everything worse. And instead of having a modicum of humility or understanding or intelligence or logic or pattern recognition capability, they double down on whatever they believe. Despite it being their solutions, the so-called problems, making everything worse, they just double down over and over again. So maybe police killed more people because 
They were underfunded because the good police left and went to private security. And so the police had to lower their standards in order to recruit people because police were so demonized in 2020. Because you told black people that any interaction with the police will end in their murder. And so they're more incentivized to fight back, thinking that if I just surrender, I'll be killed. So I better fight. Maybe it's because you people made absolutely everything worse across the board. Murder skyrocketed, violent crime skyrocketed. You changed the law or put judges into place and DAs into place who refused to prosecute criminals. So what could have been confronted at a low level crime was allowed to continue to accelerate and get worse until eventually they were murdering people and police had to be called and they had been injected with this idea that police will kill them, so they have to kill them first. So it became an us-versus-them shootout. I just, I, you know, I understand you, you, you get more flies with honey than vinegar. I understand that you can convince more people with compassion than criticism. But these people are dangerously stupid. They're dangerously misinformed. They're voting and advocating and organizing and electing people and making policy off of an inverted view of the world, a completely inside-out, upside-down, nonsensical, utterly baseless, hugely off-target view of the world. So I don't have any hope of convincing these people. This man said he's happy the police died. Do you want to hear what the story was? Do you want to hear what these police did? you want to put yourself in the mindset of these police officers, these three white guys, the two police officers and the paramedic or fireman that were killed, murdered by a repeat criminal who wasn't legally allowed to have a gun and probably shouldn't have been on the street in the first place? You want to have some iota of empathy for the people killed doing a job that nobody should even have to do, but that they were willing to do. Minnesota gunman dead after killing two cops and paramedic who tried to help them during hours long standoff. Again, the story from New York Post, they again don't mention the suspect or his race because, again, it's inconvenient allowing this concept concept to perpetuate like we just saw on display from that tiktoker who literally said is the guy white and so they're therefore hiding his identity to protect him just literally the opposite of the truth which is why headlines are able to trick them because they have assumptions preordained pre-established mindsets that are that that fire is cold and and the sky is red. I mean, they're just they could not be more wrong. A fourth officer was actually injured in the shooting, but is being treated for non life threatening injuries. Police said authorities had responded to a domestic abuse call about a man who had barricaded himself inside his home with his family, a woman and seven children, ages two to fifteen. Around 1.50 a.m., police said. The call had been made by a resident inside the home. 
So just put yourself in the position of Paul Elmstrand or Michael Rouge or Rouget and Adam Finseth, these three victims. Imagine it is the early hours of the morning. You've probably been on patrol for hours. It's nearing 2 a.m. and you get a call of a domestic disturbance that you're asked to go deal with. You show up to find out that a man is holding seven children from the age of 2 to 15 hostage inside his home with a gun. And in an attempt to rescue those children, you are then murdered by the man with the gun. And then some poodle on TikTok gets up and says, Basically, you're the bad guy because you're the police. And you were probably helping to reinforce white supremacy. When police arrived, it was determined the man had multiple firearms inside with officers at the scene describing him as dangerous and refusing to come out. After about four hours of negotiation with the man, gunfire erupted and two officers dropped, with one being hit while inside the home. When Finseth tried to approach to rescue them, he was also gunned down. About an hour later, another shot was heard from inside the house, and it was learned the suspect had taken his own life, reports said. We have a caller calling from inside saying the dad is down. Dispatcher said around 6.55 a.m., according to the Tribune, he is not breathing. He is in the bedroom. He just shot himself in the head. They confirmed he was dead around 8 a.m. The family was removed safely from the home shortly after, and police began searching the site. The individual had several guns and large amounts of ammunition and shot at police officers from multiple positions within the home across the first and second floors. Evans noted the superintendent of the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension in Minnesota noted there had not been uh, there had been not many calls from this house for service at all before the shootout and said investigators are still looking into the surround to everything surrounding the family and home. Heavy.com has a even more in-depth article about this guy. Apparently it was Alpha News that first identified this guy, but his identity was later uh, confirmed by an account uh, that, that reports um, Minnesota News on X who said they had it confer- confirmed from different sources that this was the man. The X page, Crime Watch MPLS, also reported that Gooden was the deceased gunman. Quote, we've received the same info from other sources. Information during the Burnsville standoff this morning also indicated that Shannon was wanted or was to be arrested for second-degree criminal sexual conduct. The site wrote on X, that information has not been verified by, by authorities either. But what has been identified is that Shannon Gooden apparently filed a petition in 2020 seeking to have his gun rights restored. In his restoration of firearm rights petition, he filed to request to be able to carry a gun in 2020 in the county of Dakota. It says that he requests the court restore his gun rights. The motion is made on the grounds that Mr. Gooden has been released from physical confinement and that there is good cause for the court to grant his motion. The request was denied, according to Minnesota court records. According to the document, uh, they basically were like, no, but he wants his gun back. The, the, uh, the action arise, arose out of a case from 2008 in which Mr. Gooden was convicted of assault in the second degree with a dangerous weapon in Minnesota. 
His Minnesota court history includes a 2022 child support case and civil actions against him. The assault with a dangerous weapon conviction, that case says a charge of terroristic threats was dismissed. Okay, so you've got a black felon with an illegally owned gun holding seven children hostage in the middle of the night in Minnesota. You have two hero police officers putting their own lives on the line to rescue the children from the deranged madman and his illegal weapons. They are gunned down. A firefighter or paramedic goes to attempt to rescue them. He himself is gunned down. And in response, Curly Joe on TikTok says police deserved it. They're racist, and the media is not reporting the race or identity of the killer to protect white people. And he laments the number of police killings that occurred in 2023, despite the fact that those killings came about as a direct result of the policies that he and his ilk supported in 2020. That in 2020, there was a massive nationwide, hugely destructive and influential movement, all predicated on lowering police murders and everything they did in every single instance, in fact, maximized the number of police murders that took place, as well as skyrocketed through the roof, multiplying by three times in Portland alone, the number of murders that occurred outright between citizens. No introspection, no second guessing, no humility, no revelation that, oh, my God, everything I believe is wrong. Everything I advocate makes everything worse. Everything I think I'm championing, I am, in fact, destroying wholesale because of my ceaseless hubristic overconfidence in my own intelligence or my blatant dishonesty and misunderstanding purposefully of the reality of our situation. These people are a menace. Their policies do the opposite of what they believe because they're predicated on lies that are the inversion of truth. God help us all is all I have to say because these people will never learn. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard how amazing turmeric is for inflammation, for your joints, your bones, your blood, your organs, your mind, everything. Well, we have Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. No one that we know of has it even above 85%. This is the strongest formula on the market, and it's way lower price than some of the top brands out there that are 75%, 80% humanoid. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is amazing. You're missing out if you don't try it. It's discounted right now, 40% off InfoWarsTore.com, and it funds the InfoWar, a total 360 win. You owe it to yourself to try Bodies. I know you'll be amazed. Get yours right now at InfoWarsTore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. Bodies, 95% humanoid extract will absolutely blow you away. All you got to do is try it. Get yours now. InfoWarsStore.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with the globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. 
Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the New World Order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. A lot of listeners have complained in the last two years that our amazing high-quality coffee has not been available. And that's because the prices went up too high for the raw beans and the quality had gone down some. I turned down so many companies that wanted to work with us. But now we have brought back the coffee and it's even better from a national supplier that's veteran-owned and veteran-operated. It's powered by the company Minuteman Coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best-tasting, best-smelling, strongest coffee that I have ever drank. It is game-changing. All you got to do is buy a bag of it and try it. I know you're going to be hooked, which will then fund your Operation A360 win. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now for Escape the Prison Planet Light Roast. That's the strongest. The amazing Medium Roast Wake of America. And finally, the best-tasting Dark Roast Tip of the Spear, now exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. Get your coffee now. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate. And we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methyl folate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Think about the... The documents that, that we reference all the time, Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States, how obvious it is from just the first words of these documents, what is intended for the creation of, of our government, why it was created, what the purpose of it is. We, we sell shirts and hats and things that say, we the people, right? We the people. Power in the people. It's a beautiful thing. The Democrats will take that and they feel equally as, as represented by that statement. Right? They'll go give speeches. You can just hear Kamala Harris. We, the people, 
We, meaning us, and the people, meaning us. Like, you know, you can see her saying something similar. But they're um, missing the second part of that sentence, which is of the United States. We, the people of the United States. Nationalism is the answer. Benefiting, prioritizing, serving the people of the United States is the purview of the government. That's what the government was enshrined for. Not everybody else, not everybody in the world gets a slice of the pie. It's we, the people of the United States. And our posterity, by the way, meaning our descendants, what comes after us for our people in the United States. It's just a convenient thing that gets left out of most leftist understanding. They get about halfway and then they leave off. Not finishing the sentence, which leaves them with, again, a belief that is diametrically opposed to what they think to the thing that they are predicating their belief on. So this seems to have been utterly inverted in the modern age to where everything that our government by the people for the people of the United States, everything they do is for the benefit of everybody other than we the people. It's for them, the people, those people, not Americans, people overseas, people who are dual citizens, people who don't belong here, yet have broken their way in, or simply live on the other side of the world and happen to live on what the American regime considers a convenient battlefield. Let's go to clip number six here. And and actually, before we do that, I posted on X over the weekend just a very simple breakdown of the money that is considering to be spent in Ukraine. This isn't including what's already been spent. And frankly, God only knows how much we've spent. I mean, it's for like two years, every month, there's been a new bill for tens of billions or hundreds of billions of dollars in assistance to Ukraine. If you go to the official numbers, they're like, America has sent $75 billion in aid to Ukraine. It's like, well, that's weird because I remember them spending $100 billion on top of the 75 they already sent. So hundreds of billions of dollars have been spent. But let's leave that to the side and look just at the $60 billion that are being proposed. That's, you know, we're being threatened with sending our sons to and daughters to die overseas if we don't pass this bill. $60 billion, just with very, very simple math. For $60 billion, we could build around 1,400 state-of-the-art high schools. Or we could prolong the hopeless war in Ukraine for a few more months. 28 new high schools per state or death and destruction. How would you spend the money with a median high school cost of 45 million, which is actually high? Uh, Maybe it's the median, but the range is like 20 million to 50 million on average for 2023. And so this is a higher end. This is a top of the line state of the art high school. 28 of them per state. Okay. That's the choice we're making. And then I had people comment underneath being like, um, but actually schools are bad. And it's like, you get what I'm saying. You understand what I'm expressing here. The massive benefit 60 billions, 60 billion dollars could bring to the American people versus sending it to Ukraine for no reason like idiots. Don't build schools, whatever. Build stadiums, build roads, fix bridges, whatever. It doesn't matter. If it's our money, it should serve us. And when it's that amount of money, it's unbelievable what you can do with it. It is astonishing what you can achieve with $60 billion. 
if you benefit the people of the United States, not the people who run the United States. We're going to take a little history lesson here. We're going to take a little trip back in time. Before we do that, well, this is a little trip back in time. We're going to go to this video, clip number six. This is a chart of foreign aid, where it's gone from America, and we'll track it along. Let's uh, let's kick it off, clip number six. Here we go. We got uh, the U.K., United Kingdom, up far and ahead of everybody else. Germany, France, Italy, Japan, Greece. You see France is... Uh, Really making a move there. The total is reaching $400 billion in just the, the first few years of this. Now we're at uh, 1956, 57, 80 billion to UK, 70 billion to France, Italy making, making to come up, India really making moves, Vietnam making big moves. That's a, a warning sign, by the way, of what's to come. South Korea now starting to edge out Italy, South Korea now in third place. As uh, 1964, we're, of course, fighting uh, communism. Now Vietnam just making a, making a, a play for first place in the home stretch here. Hundreds of, billions, hundreds of billions of dollars into Vietnam. That's courtesy of the Vietnam War. Very similar to what's happening in Ukraine, of course. We're in 1975. You can see it's, uh, it's not Europe so much that we're sending money to, but everywhere else. Here comes Israel. Oh, Israel, the dark horse of the match. Making a play for third, now they're in third place, now they're in second place, obviously our best friends Israel uh, relationship, which has been nothing but positive for us, right? Now they're uh, still in second place, but creeping up on Vietnam, we stopped sending the money to Vietnam, and Israel's in first place. All right, Israel's in first place as of 1990, and continues to outstretch the competition, continuously moving on higher and higher in the hundreds of billions of dollars. We're approaching $2 trillion in foreign aid now, and Israel continues to uh, expand its first place position. Again, we can uh, we could get into why that is. Not even taking into account the money spent on war in Iraq. Iraq is rapidly making its way up the field to the very top of the list. Egypt now edges out uh, Vietnam for second place. Afghanistan, of course. So we're in 2013 now. We're 10 years into the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, bringing both of those nations up into the top six positions. Israel still far out and ahead, the number one recipient of our aid. They have, by the way, free health care, free college, uh, less debt than we do, but uh, we continue to send them just ungodly amounts of money. So there are the top 20 destinations of U.S. aid over the last several decades. And when you really think about it, when you really put it into perspective and think about the schools and the hospitals and the roads and the bridges, and I get it. We don't like the government. I understand. Pay attention to what I'm saying here. I'm saying the money is being spent on ridiculous crap. It's spent on war. It's spent on the geopolitical machinations of people who aren't even American. It's spent on Israel it's spent on Egypt. What does this have to do with America? What could we do with that money? If it has to be spent, can we not spend it in our, uh, on ourselves? If it doesn't have to be spent, can the people just keep it in their pockets? Can they just keep their own money instead of being relentlessly robbed for the benefit of everybody who's not us? Can we have some semblance of concern about the well-being and productivity and prosperity and safety of the American people over literally everybody else in the world. 
nationalism is the answer. We have to have a club, folks. We have to have a club that we're in and that other people aren't in. If that doesn't exist, then the nation doesn't exist. And America becomes less of a nation and more of an economic zone for which the people are secondary and exist to serve the economy rather than the the economy serving the people. We'll get into where this began. The secret funds that probably outstrip the legitimate funds that you've seen there. How this began in World War I and how it began with the sole intent and purpose of, get this, propping up the Soviet Union and spreading communism around the world. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist. And people can't identify who's a patron and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. In 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in TurboForce. But if you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina. It also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown, and it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. So go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I 